0: Good morning everyone. It is a true privilege and honor to be here with you this morning and worshiping with you. I'm not sure if it's good or not to sit with my back towards you that way. I don't know what's about to hit me. But Yeah. Um I liked Duane, thank you for sharing that devotional. I like how you closed it. He's like go show the people about Jesus. Go tell them about Jesus. Basically, go be a leader for Jesus. Lead other people. Show other people about Jesus. And that's the title of my message this morning. Are you the leader God wants you to be? Raise of hand. Who thinks of themselves as a leader? Well, hopefully by the end of the message, everybody's hand will be up in the air. Because it doesn't matter... Well, leadership is an interesting thing, and I'm not sure when it begins. Like You can watch little toddlers, two, three-year-old, running around playing together, and if you watch them long enough, you can soon see leadership roles taking place, how they interact with each other, so I'm not sure. They don't really know what they're doing, but yet... One of them, if you have two of them, one of them is going to be a leader, more than likely. Um, Philippians 2, 3-4 through 4 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So good leaders don't necessarily look out for themselves, but they look out for the good of those that are coming in behind them. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. They will set an example for the ones behind them. And I wasn't sure how I was going to do this. I want all the three through five-year-olds to stand up. Can you do that? What I would really love to do is march everybody in front of church. That way everybody can see you, but that would probably take too long and nobody would be comfortable. And I want, yeah, if all the three- and five-year-olds can stand it's a little hard to see them. And it's all right to have rubber necks right now and look around and see who it is. Because I want everybody to, yeah, see. I mean, you don't think of three- to five-year-olds. Okay, you can sit down and think. You don't think, think of three- to five-year-olds being leaders. And which, technically, no, they're not really. I mean, they are the ones coming up behind the two one- and two-year-olds. They are looking at them. But they are, in a sense, leaders. Now, I want everybody from 6 to 14 stand up. And get a good look at them people. Okay, you can sit down. Now, you guys probably don't think of yourselves as leaders. But I don't know if you noticed the ones that stood up before. They are following your example. How do you obey your parents? They're watching you how you obey. What for words do you say, or how do you say them? Do you speak kindly? Or is it just angry words? How do you do your work? Do you work cheerfully? Do you go right away when mom and dad say to do something? Or do you just wait and they have to keep telling you? Your little brothers and sisters are whoever. They are watching you, seeing how you react to different situations. What about eating food? Do you just complain about everything your mom makes? Do you eat it? Here's a big one. Do you clean up after yourselves? What does your bedroom look like right now? Do you share your toys with others? Ephesians 6, 1-3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. You know, you think you might be too little to be leaders, but there is several little people in the Bible that you can pattern yourself after. The first one is in 1 Samuel 3, 1-10. through 10. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was an open vision, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of God the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. And Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he called thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Here Samuel was just a little young lad, but yet he was a great leader for God. Another example is in Second Kings 5. 2 Kings 5, 1 through 15. I'm just going to quickly read through here. It's talking about Naaman's little maid. Here's the little girl. That didn't seem like she could be much of a leader, but yet by her leadership, a man was healed and much glory was given to God. 2 Kings 5, 1 through 15. Now, Naaman, captain of the host of the kings of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable. Because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria, he was also a mighty man and veiler, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the hand of Israel a little maid. Here she is. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And as she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is, uh, is of the ha- land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go, to go, and I will send the letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make a lie that this man doth send me? Send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see ye now how he seeketh his, a quarrel against me. And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard it, that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel." So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Or unto Abina and Farpar, "'Rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? "'May I not wash in them and be clean?' "'So he turned and went away in a rage. "'And his servant came near and spake unto him and said, "'My father, if the prophet had bid thee "'to do some great things, wouldst thou not have done it? "'How much rather then, when he saith to thee, "'wash and be clean?' "'Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, and according to the saying "'of the man of God, And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So because of the leadership of a little girl, Naaman was healed. Then also in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Starting at verse five through thirteen here's where the multitude came to Jesus and Jesus wanted to feed them, and there was no food, but this little lad with a little lunch was willing to share his lunch. He was willing to be that leader to other people and share his lunch, and the multitude was fed John chapter six. Starting at verse five, then Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. He saith unto him unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. And Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. So here, a little lad could be a leader. Better get my notes in order. It's not going to... Now... I want all the 15 to 20 year old girls stand up. And everybody get a good look at them. Okay, you may sit down. That is when I would really like to t- or bring them up front. Now, yes, you are a leader. And yes, people do look up to you. For example, it might not feel like it, you might think who in the world would ever look up to me. But they do. I remember so well in school looking up to the older students and thinking how great they were. And they were. But then when I got up to high school and stuff, I was like, Nobody would ever look at me and look up to me, but I'm sure that was not the case. But anyways, girls, how do you dress? People are watching you. And even the littlest thing, like how do you comb your hair? Some of these things, like you're like, what? But there's lots of little girls looking up to you. How do you veil yourself? Do you have convictions? How do you handle yourself around boys? How do you respond to the authority figures over you? 1 Peter 3, 3-4 three says, Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel... But let it be that hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Proverbs thirty-one thirty says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. There's nothing wrong with beauty, but the true beauty of anybody is the hidden man. The beauty that is within. then I wanted to go to Esther for kind of an example. Esther five. and I understand there's so many so many examples you could look at. I mean, the Bible's full of examples of leadership, but these are just some of the ones I had picked out. Esther 5, 1 through 3. Now it came to pass on the third day that Esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house. And the king sat upon his royal throne in the royal house over against the gate of the house. And so it was, and it was so when the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court. That she obtained favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. Then said the king unto her, "What wilt thou, Queen Esther? And what is thy request? It shall be even, it shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom." So here Esther, she was a very beautiful woman. But I don't think that's totally what made the king accept her. It was her inner love for God and her people that makes you read the story of Esther today is not just because of her beauty. Now, I want all the 15 to 20-year-old boys stand up. Everybody could get a look at you? Okay, you can sit down. Now, you're probably in some of the most... Um, hmm, can't get the word. Influential years of your life. And it doesn't feel like you're necessarily a leader. And you probably aren't in position of leadership, really. But yet... You were probably some of the greatest leaders leading the young boys that stood up before you guys. Most of the time, dad isn't cool. The older guys are too old, they don't know what they're doing. And so it's you guys that set the example for them boys. And again, I ask, how do you dress? Even combing your hair seems like such a crazy thing. But I have a little boy, too, and he's watching you. How do you drive? Nobody wants to drive like mom. (laughs) So my boy told my wife just the other day, how do you you respond to those that are in authority over you? What's your attitude about school or even your teacher? How do you talk about girls? Do you talk respectfully about them? How do you treat them? How do you act in church? Do you just slip in the back pew not really pay attention in church sleep or are you reverent there's people watching you and 1 Timothy 4:12 says let no man despise thy youth but be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and in purity Ecclesiastes 12:1 says remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say I have no pleasure in them. And I want to turn to um, Genesis thirty-nine. I better speed this up. And here's talking about Joseph and how what for leadership he was. He was just a young lad. Lad that was sold from his family by his family into a foreign country. And yet, in so many um, situations that he was in, could have ended badly, but yet he showed that strong leadership. Genesis 39 1 through 13. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him out, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he had, all that he did to prosper in his hands. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him And he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time they had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, and the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had save the bread which he did eat, and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, "'Lie with me.'" But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master woteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath in my hand. There is none greater in this house than I, neither that hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there with him. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me, and he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth. Then go over there to verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. Whatsoever they did there, he was a doer of it. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So, Joseph yeah, was in a lot of trying, difficult situations, but yet he was that leader that God wanted him to be and overcame all the hardships, and God blessed him for that. Now, I want the 21- to 40-year-old ladies stand up. Okay, you can sit down. And yes, the youth girls are watching you. How do you dress? Or how do you veil yourself? How do you pre- or treat people, especially the ones outside of your friend group, How do you submit and respect your husbands? How do you talk about your children to other people? It's because they're watching. Do they want to start a family off of what you're saying? Are they thinking, I never want to have children? How do you view the work in front of you? I know... Moms can get so busy and it's tiring to be picking up after your children time and time and time again. But how do you view that work? There's other young girls watching you and how you respond to them situations. And I heard talking about or the younger girls and beauty and stuff. I heard one guy say one time, maybe our girls, young girls struggle with Beauty issues and trying to make themselves look beautiful because we're not telling them often enough how beautiful they are just the way God made them. Are you encouraging the younger girls, the younger ladies? I want to go to Proverbs 31. Are you this woman in Proverbs 31? Starting at verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for a price as far above rubies? The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant's ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth. Also, while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and portions to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle doth not, her candle goeth out, goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hands to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow, for her household; for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girls unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, she shall rejoice in time to come. She open her, openeth her mouth with wisdom, And in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. And then, yeah, I was... I wanted to look at Ruth, but for time's sake, I think I will not go there. But Ruth is such a great example of her humbleness and commitment to God and family. Now I want all the men from 21 to 40 stand up. You may sit down. And yes, You guys are at the prime of your life. Are you guys being the leader that God wants you to be? What are your pursuits in life? Is it money? Is it recognition and fame? I know not all of you guys are married, but how do you guys treat your wife? How do you talk about her when you're with just a bunch of guys at work or wherever you are? Do you take time for your family, for your children? Are you patient with the people around you? Is God important to you? Are you staying humble as you climb the ladder of success or whatever in business and your jobs? First Peter five five says, like, "Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder; yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble." And then I thought of Joshua and Caleb for examples, the faith and trust that they displayed in God. <clears throat> When they were the only two that said that, yes, we can go take the promised land, all the others said, no, we can't. But yet they showed that leadership of faith in God and trust. Are you guys showing that leadership? Now all the ladies from 41 to 65 stand up. you can sit down. You guys are probably one of the most influential people, maybe. You're right at that age where you're not too old, that people don't think you're too old, but yet you have the experiences of life. How do you treat, or what's your attitude, or how do you care for your elderly parents? How do you respect and submit to your husband? How hospitable are you? Or how do you help your children and grandchildren? There's lots of people looking up to you. And I happen to think of Lois for an example. Let's just turn to second Timothy one five you don't there's only one as far as I know, there's only one verse with her mentioned, but yet she had great influence. On Timothy 2 Timothy 1, five. when I call to remember this is Paul speaking when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice and I am persuaded in thee also so she passed on the faith of God to the generations behind her are you doing that Now, all the men from 41 to 65, stand up. Okay, you can sit down. In the same way, I'll say to you as I did the ladies, you're probably at one of the most influential spots in your life. You're still young enough, you're not too old. And yeah, you have a lot, a lot of influence on the people, all the people that stood up before you. How do you spend your money? There's a lot of young fathers and young guys looking at you, following you. Are you just power hungry? You just want more power or fame How do you love and cherish your wife? How's your Christian walk? Are you content? Or how do you talk about your church and its leadership? Let's go, well, no, let's not. I happen to think of Daniel for an example when they threw him into the lion's den, like he could have stopped praying. Or he could have just appeared like he stopped praying. He could have done it in the closet or behind a closed door. But yet he was committed to God. He was committed to do right. Are you guys committed to do right? Now, I wasn't sure how to break the next one down, so I'm just going to say anybody over 65, stand up. Okay, you can sit down. What is your guys' prayer life and devotional life like? Is it an example that you want to pass on to the younger ones? Are you staying strong in your Christian faith? Are you cheerful about life and not just complaining about everything? I know it hurts. (laughs) How do you spend all your time? What about your money? How are you spending that? Do you support the brotherhood? Job 12.12 says, With the ancient is wisdom, and in length of days understanding. Psalm 71.18 says, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto the generation, and to the power to everyone that is to come. Are you passing on that faith? then I happen to think of Simeon and Anna. They were old, feeble, but yet they were hanging on to God. They were strong in faith and were waiting to see the promised Messiah, and they did see Him then. But are you like them? Now, last but not least, I want all the ministries to stand up. And the retired ones as well, because I consider you still Crucial and all their whys as well because I know whys are just as important as okay. You can sit down now. How is our shepherd hearts? How do we love the brotherhood? How much time do we spend or dedicate how much time do we dedicate to prayer and bible reading? Do we show grace when it's needed? Do we show love and discipline? Or are we just seeking power and fame or a name for ourselves? Are we approachable? We can only be, I, um, I think it was in last Sunday's, Sunday, or the lesson, Sunday school lesson, there was, it was in the commentary. And it was, yeah, it was really good. I thought, a spiritual leader must be convinced that he is on the Lord's side. He must be faithful in worship and trusting God. He must be an example of courage. He must give the credit for victory to the Lord. Are we that? We can only be effective leaders if we are effective followers of God. Can we say like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4.16, Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Or in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, be, fo- be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Can we say that? Do we want people following us? Noah, whose leaders do what's right, even if they are alone. Abraham, leaders embrace the unknown. Joseph, leaders endure in spite of circumstances. Moses, Leaders stick up for their people. Joshua. Leaders rule by example rather than command. David. Leaders are not afraid of giants. Isaiah. Leaders rise to the occasion. Daniel. Leaders maintain their resolve without regard for consequences. John the Baptist. Leaders aren't afraid to call out phonies. Jesus. Leaders are servants. Peter, leaders recover from failure. Paul, leaders are passionate for what they believe in. Let's quick turn to Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. 11 through 16 and he gave some and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things which is the head even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So, yes, it takes all of us. It takes every one of us to lead. Now, who considers themselves a leader? Every one of us is a leader. So let us be faithful to God in our leadership roles, wherever that may be, wherever He has placed us. Let's stand for prayer.